And my experience working with people in this country has led me to realize that uh, in this in this culture, it is it, you can't think that they are those who are healers and those who are not. It is not a healthy thinking. The healthy thinking is to know that by virtue of your interest in something not conventional, you have become and you have taken on the job of healer. The uh, the certificate may not be coming from this world, but uh, it's not any less value, valuable. And so if there's a way in which we can see ourselves, our genius, as one that, that invests us with the power to heal each other, then it makes it possible to operate with one another in a horizontal or circular manner as opposed to a, a vertical, hierarchical fashion. Uh, the addiction to hierarchy in modernity is such that uh, uh, it in itself has become a pathology. And it is the cause of the denial of the genius in many, many people. Because then the tendency is to see others as less than. And by doing that, it sends a message into the psyche of, uh, of the other that then begin to cultivate that smallness. So that even the one that has contributed to the shrinking of the other tomorrow find himself being shrunk by yet another bigger shark, you know. And so that creates an ongoing uh, pathology of chaos and, and self-diminution and eradication. So uh, for whatever it's, it's, it's worth, if the idea of us being hired by ancestors to perform healing, to do healing on ourselves and on each other uh, is even conceivable, uh, we've got to try it. We've got to try it. Uh, it can be as simple as holding each other, witnessing each other, uh, spotlighting each other to more complex stuff. But at least uh, the simplification of healing has a greater chance of delivering much more tangible results than the one that come capped with the idea of professionalism. And this is the kind of thing I've also learned from, uh, uh, from my elders in the village. You know, shamans who have devoted and dedicated their whole life to healing, when they start their job, the invocation they make is, is, is confusing. Uh, they will tell the ancestors that they don't know anything, that they don't know what they're doing, that they started out in this thing simply because there weren't any way out of it. And they're doing that just to, to save their ass from being bumped. And uh, so... And there is, and there is this, this so-called client who shows up acting like I know something. And I know that if you don't show up to do something for this person, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come across looking very ridiculous. And so that's why I'm going to expect you to show up and to do the job because you say that I should always show up when someone shows up for help. I mean, imagine this kind of invocation compared to the... <laughs> To the other one, you know, that wants to reach out to the other world, give us today our daily bread, please, uh, because otherwise we're going to be hungry, something like that. Uh, the one is demeaning, the other is, uh, is almost uh, uh, challenging. And that's the kind of thing that I've found rather difficult to, uh, to implement in, uh, uh, in my work here, to get people to make invocation that are almost like uh, summoning. Uh, 
Because basically, uh, what is it all about? It's all about knowing that you are teaming up with powers that will not be able to do anything by themselves, just as you will not be able to do anything by yourself. And so it's only the two of you coming together that can produce something. And the other, who is invisible, is telling you constantly that if you want results, position yourself in this manner and then reach out and pull me in. Then do your little thing, uh, your little insignificant gesture. I'll make each one of them potent. And so it, it really raises the issue of... Uh, of uh, Knowledge. That's why I'm saying that, you know, it's, it raises an epistemological challenge here. Is that you that know how to do what you do? <laughs> or is it something else that is doing the thing and knowing the doing? And therefore, taking over your hands, your feet, your mouth, and your whole body to do that because it doesn't have the benefit of a physical body. So this is a very interesting transaction that we should think about. Uh, one of the blessings that we have is that we got a body that can grab on things. Uh, we got hands that can move. The real source of power that works into this world doesn't have that. And it requires us, it needs us to just get out of the way and for a moment lend our physical constitution for them to use for the purpose that we want to, uh, to fulfill. You know, it's, it may come across rather complicated, but uh, that's, that's something really important. Uh, it's something very important in the sense that uh, it, makes, it raises the question as to how often do we, do we loan our body to spirit to make things happen? I know that more often than not, we loan our body to the mind uh, to, uh, to do things to the point where the mind has a permanent subscription to our physicality. Uh, but how often do we lend that body to spirit, to ancestors, for the purpose of doing something? And you know that you have loaned that body to, uh, to spirit to do something when you don't know how you arrive at the result you arrive at. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The, uh, the idea, uh, I'll get to you in a moment, the idea that... Uh, you get somewhere and you wonder, gee, how did I do that? I mean, this is a wrong question. I would like to understand when did I loan my body uh, for the accomplishment of uh, what I'm witnessing? You see, Because we all have bones and bones are the carriers of information. Uh, the password to this, to this information most of us have lost. Uh, we, we dumped it somewhere when, um, uh, when the first skirmish occurred in our life. And now we are faced with having to let someone else who can, who can hack our mainframe uh, uh, in order to download the information we need to do what we, want, what we should be doing. And it raises the question as to, you know, what do I lose when I loan myself? Uh, and of course, there's all this uh, tension going on between the mind and the body, the mind, you know, claiming dominion over the body and so on and so forth. Uh, they're both useful. It's just for us a matter of knowing when to allocate uh, time for what, if you know what I mean. What were you going to say? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
connect with my ancestors. And now last night, somewhere between going to sleep, you know, that deep sleep, and, and that my ancestors, I had this this vision that I have ancestors that are calling me. Okay. Like there's a there's a there's some kind of ceremony going on where they're calling. I'm calling to the past. Mm -hmm. Well, the past is calling to the future. Mm -hmm. And so there was some kind of connection that I've made with what you were just saying, that not only am I needing my ancestors, somehow my ancestors are needing me too at the same time. So, so somehow the, 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 the this future, which is now, and the past are, are being connected somehow. Mm -hmm. And so that, was, that, just, that just tore me up when you just said that right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just raising the issue of uh, uh, timelessness associated with uh, this kind of connection. It is true that the ancestors are calling on us. It, it happens all the time. And uh, they use all kinds of channels. I mean, when they try one, it doesn't work. They try another one. And there's so many channels available that they... And they have plenty of time, by the way. So uh, they can... Uh, uh, so they can keep trying. Uh, because otherwise they have nothing else to do. Uh, but uh, the issue is not just to keep them busy at calling us. You know, imagine somebody who's dialing, who's dialing the phone every, uh, all the time. No one ever says hello on the other side. Uh, well, for us humans, it can be rather boring at the, after a while. But they, 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 they don't have the, the, uh, the uh, I don't know, the, uh, the cell that uh, stimulate boredom. So... Uh, uh, so they can keep doing that. But what, you, what you're saying has something interesting in it. It has to do with the, the, the whole notion of time. Uh, because they are in a timeless place. And to you, uh, in their eyes, you are the future. And you look at them as the past. But they see the combination of them and you as the past, present, and future happening at once. And that is what is really, uh, really interesting in this context. And that's why it is, it's a useful thing to think that if ancestors are so stubborn in, the, in their commitment to contact us, there must be something really serious to accomplish. And uh, what I've come to understand is that uh, they know that there are too many things that we just can't do by ourselves. We just can't do them by ourselves. And they would like that there be our... Uh, a permanent, widely open channel through which they can communicate to us about how to navigate our day-to-day -day life. And uh, if we were to pay attention to that, maybe something quite exciting could happen. Um, and I know that uh, uh, I've, talked, uh, I've talked about ancestors in terms of them wanting us to employ them, to give them a job, uh, making us, therefore, their employers. Uh, uh, and that is because of the whole notion that, uh, you know, over there, uh, more often than not, uh, uh, the perception that they have of our journey in this realm is radically different from the one that we have personally, because we are in the middle of the whole game. Whereas they have a distance, allowing them to see the different road and the different turn that uh, uh, we should have taken uh, if we had the kind of perception that they have. The worst part, though, and this is the, a very sensitive area, it is just that uh, they know that they were once in this same position and they messed up more than we are doing now. And they even know further that because they did that, 
some of us in thinking about them are not feeling good at all. And some of them are, have made the decision to have nothing to do with them. And this is the kind of thing that saddens ancestors more than anything else. And I've always said that, uh, you know, uh, the one um, among us who think of their ancestors as having done things that are shaming or uh, thinking about are in a much better position to, uh, to transform that negative, that mistake that they made into something very transformative and healing to the world than those who had barely any problem to report. If, if, your, if the memory of your ancestors always calls attention to some horrible thing that they did and therefore pisses the hell out of you when you think about them, you are lucky because the, 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 the chance is give you to involve them in reversing what they, they weren't wise enough during their lifetime to do is much higher than those who can think of their ancestors as just normal. What? Redemption. That's right. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that we, we understand at the bone level is that uh, even though we may be reckless in this lifetime, we become a whole lot smarter after we're dead. Oh. Uh, and it's not clear whether it's too late or, or, or still appropriate. What is, what is good is that we still have connection at a DNA level with people here. It's those we call our descendants, our children. They are linked to us through this invisible thread. And it is from there that uh, we want to be able to work harder to correct what we couldn't because we were too short-sighted, you know. And so this is why, uh, I don't want to come across like I'm advertising it, this is why the, the, the more you mess up while you're here, uh, the more you'll have something to think about when you're there. Uh, and the more you will want to have an active part in the life of your descendant. That's a weird thing, but that's the, that's the way it is. And uh, for some reason, Whenever uh, something out of the ordinary begins to happen to us, uh, the, the, uh, the first move will be to take it to ancestors and explain it to them. When you explain it to them in the way you are experiencing it, uh, you give them joy. Because all of a sudden, they can tell that you are trying to talk to them too. Because they do, otherwise they're the one doing that all the time. It's a one-way communication. And your simple response, your simple response saying that, well, this is what is going on with me. I don't know what it is, but I want you to be aware that I either like it or don't. That's the beginning of a relationship with ancestors. That's what I do. Uh, uh, before coming here, I had to go to my ancestor's shrine with ash and tell the... Uh, Tell this, the spirit of my grandfather, the spirit of my father, that here, here it is again. I'm getting into this goddamn plane to go to, uh, to Minnesota. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, this machine is driven by humans. Uh, they might have no idea about their ancestors being there. So I want you to get to the pilot room and, uh, and uh, take care of that machine because it's reckless uh, so that I can land safely. And I have been there many times to tell them, like, look, you fucked me up. And, uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, this, this is not fun. 
if you want me to be associated with you, it is important that you understand that I'm not in Dano, that I'm not at home, and where I am in the wilderness, there are certain rules and regulations, and you need to be constantly alert enough to get me out of there. Otherwise, you are denying me. And if you do, fine, you're the one who's going to collect that negative credit, because I am nobody. You know, people are not going to be proud of me, they're going to be proud of you. And you're the one in the position to collect credit. Because you told me I shouldn't collect any credit because then I'm going to be wrapped up with a very dangerous grandiosity. Oh. And I've been trying to duck every time when people reach out and say, yeah, you're doing something wrong. That's just because I know you're behind me. And you're saying, don't. So uh, this is considered prayer. It is prayer. It might not have the flavor of wine, but... Uh, 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 at least they contribute to getting the message across. And more often than not, when you add emotion to what you're saying, apparently emotion is the amplifier of discourse in the other world. It's like you turn the volume up, and they cannot help but listen to you. You know what I mean? Uh, I do remember one uh, long time ago uh, in a conversation with my elders about colonialism. And... Uh, it was a very convoluted conversation. I was trying to make sense. Uh, I was trying to convey, uh, you know, what I know to them. And uh, one little guy in the end just said, you know, we're talking about all of that, but we don't know that uh, when the white man came to Africa, he, was, he came originally for healing. And it didn't, it didn't hit me at the time. It was much later that I realized, yeah, there's some truth to that. When the issues with your own ancestors are problematic and are not addressed. It produces so much combustion inside that sooner or later you will carry that everywhere. And it, it says something about your own sickness, so much so that uh, behind your own violent action is a request for healing, a demand that somehow some being comes to heal you because you are carrying something horrible. I've seen a paradigm of that at a movie, I don't remember, of uh, someone carrying the virus of destruction. But there's a part, the spirit self knowing that this is bad, but not knowing how to get rid of it. And uh, asking for help on the one hand, but laying down the hands of destruction. Uh, and so there's a, there's a paradox in it. Uh, that uh, needs some, as much attention as possible. What I am concerned about is this situation whereby uh, unity is sought by way of producing uh, these two things, a guilt and, uh, what do you call the other one? Shame. Shame, guilt on the one hand, and victim on the other side. Because once you take on this posture, you will remain a victim the rest of your life, oh, forever. When you sag into the energy of guilt and shame, it is very difficult to climb the ladder all the way to the light. And therefore, my, uh, what I, the picture I'm seeing is that there is, uh, there is this kind of tension going on, a relationship whereby uh, you're dealing with a guilty one and a victim. Neither one is viable. Neither one has any dignity in it. Instead, if uh, through the agency of ancestors, we take that as a sign that we need to reach out to a force higher than either one of us, 
I are the victim and you are the guilty one going to ancestors for the for the for the resolution of something that is beyond our own creativity uh, capacity to grapple with in fact we will be doing the right thing uh, and you don't want to forget uh, you don't want to forget that also the one who is uh, feeling what he's feeling is almost like the reminder it's the reminder of why you are doing what you are doing you see what i mean there has to be someone in the background who is shouting. It is like the kind of things uh, that uh, cannot be forgotten. You don't want that uh, the past you are in become confused uh, and you lose the reason why you're doing what you're doing. And therefore you need a reminder behind you uh, that constantly keep you on track. Yeah. And so uh, all I'm saying is that uh, Let's take all these different, uh, di diverse uh, feelings and sense uh, into uh, a sacred space, uh, a ritual space. There, all the ideology melts into one single thing, the commitment to healing. And I'm hoping that while we're here, uh, that is the one thing that we can sharpen our intention for. Uh, to be able to give to each other the gift of healing because we trust that we carry something transformative inside of ourselves and we're coming here to give it to someone. And that's at least what, I'm, what I signed up for. And I hope uh, we can hold hand and do that. And if it doesn't work, that's what I was referring last night as failing big. Yeah. Thank you.